When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Humanity went through so many dark chapters, including genocides, civil wars, including the Holocaust. We have seen what human beings are capable of doing to each other, and still we're not inoculated against the virus of nationalism, against the virus of chauvinism or tribalism. It troubles me also sometimes when I hear people with all good intentions saying, yeah, but our nationalism is different than other people's nationalism. Our nationalism is a nice kind of nationalism. And of course, for people like me who come from the Balkans, from Anatolia, from the Middle East, we know that nationalism is a very thin ice. And it takes one political crisis, one financial crisis for a nice nationalism to turn ugly. So any ideology that divides humanity into us versus them and believes that us is somehow better than them or superior to them, I think any ideology that does that is problematic in my eyes. So allow me to finish by saying that at a crucial moment like this, at a critical crossroads like this, what we need is not more vaccine nationalism or tribalism, but a proper solidarity that goes beyond borders, beyond tribes. So we're living in a time of pandemic and lots of new words and new phrases have entered our daily language, our daily lexicon. Some of these are, of course, old words, but they have acquired a new importance. And I think many of us were sick and tired of hearing some words or some phrases over and over again, such as unprecedented times. I mean, how many times I've heard people using that um, word or flattening the curve or, or words such as self-isolation, quarantine, epidemic, pandemic. In this video, I want to focus on one of these words that have become so important in our daily lives at this moment in time. And that word is vaccine. Now, the word takes us back to its Latin origins because I want, to, I want to focus on its etymology, but I especially want to talk about vaccine nationalism. So when we look at the pedigree of the word, it takes us back to Latin vaca, or in Spanish it would be vaca, which basically means cow. And there's a reason why the, the word is connected to this concept is because uh, in 18th century, a British um, doctor, Edward Jenner, he realized that lots of milkmaids, women who would be milking cows in dairy farms, and some of them, they would get this disease, cowpox, but then they would have, they would be immune to smallpox, which is a very serious disease, and it was an epidemic at the time. So he started to take a closer look at why this is the case. And he realized that actually if he could inoculate people, they too would have immunity and resistance against the smallpox uh, disease. And that's how everything started. That's why the word vaccine is connected with the word 
cow. Now, fast forward to our age. When we talk about vaccine nationalism, we are straight away talking about inequality, inequalities, not only economic inequalities, but also regional inequalities and political inequalities as well. And it bothers me immensely that at a time when we need so much solidarity beyond borders, where we have ended up is some kind of vaccine tribalism or vaccine chauvinism or a vaccine nationalism. We're also seeing, unfortunately, lots of corporate greed. And this is something that we need to talk about. The fact that big pharmaceutical companies are refusing to waiver patents or share their technologies. The fact that lots of rich countries are hoarding vaccines and giving their citizens first, second, third or more vaccines. But, but meanwhile, lots of other people across large swathes of land in Africa, in Asia, in Latin America, many people do not have access to vaccine on equal grounds, is something that should bother all of us. And to be honest, it makes no sense at all, because while richer countries are doing this and poorer countries are suffering from the inequality, the virus continues to mutate and those mutations come back and they bite us all. You know, so also from that point of view, nothing, none of this makes sense anyway. Um, there are many economists who have calculated the cost of spreading the vaccine across the, the globe equally and compare that cost with the cost of having c continuous, you know, lockdowns, uh, economic turmoil. And again, from an economic point of view as well, it makes no sense. But for me, primarily, what I'm trying to say is that I think we have massive global challenges ahead of us as humanity at a time of climate destruction, environmental catastrophe, when we are losing our only home, this planet Earth, at a time of new pandemics, possible pandemics, a time of cyber terrorism and so on, we need to understand that we are all interconnected. Our stories are connected. Our destinies are connected. The pandemic has shown us this very clearly in the sense that a virus that originates in one part of the world affects the lives and livelihoods of people miles and continents away. So it is an illusion to think that by erecting higher walls and locking our doors, we can keep other people's, quote unquote, other people's problems at bay. That is an illusion. I think what we need at a time like this is not more vaccine nationalism, but vaccine internationalism. We need an internationalist understanding. We need more global solidarity and global sisterhood to understand that we're connected beyond borders. I also find it ironic that humanity went through so many dark chapters, including genocides, civil wars, including the Holocaust. We have seen what human beings are capable of doing to each other, and still we're not inoculated against the virus of nationalism, against the virus of chauvinism or tribalism. It troubles me also sometimes when I hear people with all good intentions saying, yeah, but our nationalism is different than other people's nationalism. Our nationalism is a nice kind of nationalism. 
And of course, for people like me who come from the Balkans, from Anatolia, from the Middle East, we know that nationalism is a very thin ice. And it takes one political crisis, one financial crisis for a nice nationalism to turn ugly. So any ideology that divides humanity into us versus them and believes that us is somehow better than them or superior to them, I think any ideology that does that is problematic in my eyes. So allow me to finish by saying that at a crucial moment like this, at a critical crossroads like this, what we need is not more vaccine nationalism or tribalism, but a proper solidarity that goes beyond borders, beyond tribes. What we need is global solidarity, but especially global sisterhood. Say it!